You're listening to a podcast edition of Closer to Truth. For more information about this series, visit our website, closertotruth.com. When I first understood that the universe was fine-tuned, it was a bracing surprise. Let me explain. Everything we see and know depends on an intricate web of deep physical laws. These laws, the laws of physics, are described by sets of numbers called constants that are everywhere the same and unchanging over time. If the values of these constants would differ much from their actual values, then everything we see and know would not exist. It's called fine-tuning because, well, it seems as if the constants of physics are carefully adjusted to be just right for human life. Does fine-tuning demand explanation? I'm Robert Lawrence Kuhn, and for Closer to Truth, fine-tuning is a prime theme. Fine-tuning is a field of battle where theists and atheists joust their arguments as lances. Theists claim that fine-tuning is evidence that the universe was designed Atheists claim that evidence of design is a mirage. The universe may appear to be a setup job, but the vision is false. I love the spectacle, because when arguments clash, strengths shine and weaknesses are exposed. So I go in search of the scientists and philosophers who debate the merits and meaning of fine-tuning. I begin on a boat at a conference of physicists. I meet a British cosmologist, an expert on multiple universes, Bernard Carr. Bernard, the fine-tuning of the universe, what is the primary issue, and how can we begin to put it into perspective? Well, first of all, we need to understand what these fine-tunings are. Some of the fine-tunings involve the, what we call the, the coupling constants, the, the, the constants which determine the strength of the four interactions, the, the gravitational, the electric, the weak, and the strong forces. There seem to be remarkable tunings between those different constants, such that, for example, stars can form and planets can form. If you're a, a conventional physicist, you would prefer to think that all the constants of nature were going to be determined uniquely. And that was the hope for many years. But in fact, it now looks as though that isn't going to be the case. And so, in some sense, the idea that you, you, the constants aren't uniquely determined, of course, predisposes you to the idea that, that there might be some sort of selection effect at work. The selection effect, of course, being that we have to exist. But then sometimes that's, that's called the multiverse hypothesis, the idea that there are actually many universes and in all of these universes the constants may be different and, and we are necessarily going to exist in, in, in one of the universes where the, the conditions 
for life, are, are what they need to be. And I think because of the idea of the multiverse is now much more popular, both on account of developments in particle physics and on account of developments in cosmology, both of which in their own ways have predicted in some sense the existence of a multiverse, it's now very natural to us think of the multiverse as the, as the explanation for these fine-tunings. Now, some people would say that's absolutely for sure the explanation, full stop. Well, of course, it's not as simple as that. I mean, when we um, first started thinking about these fine-tunings, one of the explanations, of course, was maybe there's a fine-tuner. For obviously, people of a theological disposition saw this as evidence, maybe, for a creator. And of course, that's why I think most physicists found the idea of these anthropic tunings rather uncomfortable. I'd say appalling. A appalling, because of course it, they, the last thing most physicists want to do is to invoke God. There were other explanations, for example, there was the idea that maybe the development of consciousness itself allows you to collapse the wave function of the universe so it comes into existence. So the idea would be that the universe starts with a big bang, but until consciousness has developed and it can sort of reflect back on the origin of the universe, it, the universe doesn't really exist in a proper, well-defined state. It's a quantum mechanical idea, but that's also to most physicists a rather as a mystical explanation. Um, so then when the idea of a multiverse came along, that was regarded as making the discussion of the anthropic fine-tunings respectable from a physicist's perspective, right, because right. at least a physicist could say that, well, this is predicted by theories of physics. And theory. nothing supernatural, no God, no it, it consciousness. It doesn't involve God, it doesn't involve anything supernatural, and therefore this is a natural way of explaining these, these fine-tunings. Are you comfortable with that explanation? My own view is that the multiverse should be regarded as, as part of science, but it, it does depend on precisely what you mean by science. The problem, of course, with multiverse is that you're talking about the existence of other worlds, other universes, which you can't see directly. Although you can't see these other universes, you still have indirect evidence for their reality. And that may partly come from the indirect evidence for the theories which predict them. But to me, actually, the prime evidence for the multiverse is, to me, the fine tunics. Because, to me, that is the, the mystery which needs to be explained. I think the multiverse is the best explanation. Our universe is exquisitely tailored for life, but fine-tuning does not point to a fine-tuner. Fine-tuning is no proof of God, physicists say, and the reason is the multiverse. Given a vast ensemble of universes, perhaps infinitely many universes, anything that can happen will happen including conscious life. And only in universes with conscious life could conscious life ask about fine-tuning. Therefore, fine-tuning in a multiverse would be no surprise. But we can't see multiple universes just like, well, we can't see God. Is that a problem with a multiverse? I go to Oxford to meet a pioneer of strange physical realities, quantum physicist David Deutsch. The thing that makes the fine-tuning problem mysterious is that it seems to have a purpose, yeah. seems to be uh, tuned, as they call it, for our existence. And this seems to violate the 
one of the first things that was realized at the beginning of modern science, which is that uh, humans are not especially distinguished by the laws of physics uh, as the center of the universe or as the purpose of the universe or anything like that. The Copernican principle. The Coper yes. Okay. So the explanations that have been given are that in one way we have been designed to be special by some creator God. The other extreme are multiple universes which picks out different laws of physics. Do you like either one of those? No, two? I think both of those are incapable of solving the problem. The first one, the idea that the laws of physics were designed by someone or something, simply raises the question that that thing also has to be fine-tuned. It also has the very properties that we're wondering about the origin of in ourselves. Kicks the so, problem up a level. Yes, with, without making it any better. Right. Now, the, the other uh, idea, which is the one that is greatly favored by cosmologists sure. currently, is this idea that there's an ensemble, of a vast set of different universes. Now, the trouble with that is that if the only explanation why the laws of physics seem to favor us is that if we weren't here, we wouldn't be asking, the overwhelming majority of universes in which someone is asking they are only just asking. That is, the universe is only just good enough. There are, there are many, many more universes where, for example, this room and its contents have just sprung into existence and will disappear uh, immediately afterwards. A, a fluctuation. Of just a fluctuation. And this idea that the universe could be just one in an ensemble suffers from the fatal flaw that most such universes that have the property of containing us only just have it, and we're about to die <laughs> in the next picosecond. So that means that some principle, other than just anthropic self-selection, has to be responsible for the fine-tuning. It sounds like there's no solution, because I don't got one. I'm, 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 waiting, for, I'm waiting how you can well, solve this. Well, I don't pretend to have a solution, but if the solution isn't either of those two, then the solution is a law of physics. It's a law of physics that applies in our universe, or perhaps in our universe and a trillion others. But just having, as I said, just having multiple universes doesn't solve the problem. They would have to be multiple universes that are tuned so that most things in them don't only just exist. I think the key is that the laws of physics as we currently conceive them are based on atoms and working uh, out everything that happens from a microscopic level. But, but if we admit into fundamental physics laws about emergent properties such as computation, one of those may imply that we exist without being anthropocentric. David has trouble with all current explanations for fine-tuning. He seeks explanation in a law of physics, perhaps something emergent like computation. But a high-level solution to a deep structure mystery? Difficult to imagine. I'm back to the basic struggle, though now I too am troubled by both options, God and multiverse. Many scientists invoke multiple universes because they eliminate need for God. But is this necessarily so? I put the question to a philosopher who famously argues for the existence of God. Still at Oxford, I meet 
Richard Swinburne. Richard, the fine-tuning of the universe is a problem that many physicists say is completely solved by the notion of multiple universes. Uh, yes, the first thing I'd like to say is I'm not uh, strongly convinced by the uh, physical arguments uh, for there being a, a multiverse. Now, that might be true, but it's uh, postulating an awful lot in order to explain a little. Whereas simply supposing that it started from a big bang is only postulating one uh, initial st uh, status. And it's a basic principle of scientific explanation that you shouldn't postulate too much in order to explain too little unless you need to. We're only justified in postulating other universes if the simplest explanation of our universe uh, has the consequence that there are other universes. So it's not just any multiverse, it's a particular sort of multiverse. And there are an infinite number of possible multiverses which don't have the characteristic of throwing up at any time, any place, a universe like ours. So it needs a fine-tuned multiverse fine-tuned in the sense not that the constants uh, of our laws have to be fine-tuned, but that the laws have to be a particular kind of law, and the overall law has to be of such a kind as to throw up our sort of universes. The argument being that for a multiverse, yes, there has to be some so-called meta-laws of physics, but they do not have to be as fine-tuned. Yes, that may be the case, but going back to my earlier point, they have to postulate a lot more in the sense of a lot more stuff, an infinite number of amount of stuff, an infinite amount of time for it to operate in. So in that sense, it's going to be a bit more complicated. Furthermore, there is the point that this is meant as an argument against the existence of God. But uh, if there were all these other universes, then that would suggest that this was a process that didn't need God. And it seems to me that God would have abundant reason for bringing about a multiverse, because um, God can't bring about the best of all possible universes, because there isn't one. And if we're a good thing on one planet, then another planet was being somewhat like us, somewhat different from us, perhaps would also be a good thing. And after all, we are not the only good thing there is. Creation itself of, of any universe is a good thing. God has reason for bringing about all sorts of universes. So he's certainly got reason to produce a universe which produces somewhere beings like us, but he's got the same sort of reason to produce a multiverse that produces a universe somewhere like us, as well as lots of other universes. So it does need explanation that we have a multiverse of a sort that somewhere will produce beings like us, and innumerable multiverses with different sorts of laws would not do that. So the multiverse might be a little simpler kind of physics than that of a sole universe, or it might not. It seems to me very unobvious. But in view of the innumerable possibilities for other sorts of universes, if we can have an explanation of why the laws are like that, then we should look for it. An explanation in terms of an agent god who seeks to bring about many good things, including the good thing of us, with a choice between good and evil, would have to bring about a certain sort of multiverse. And that's why I think that the multiverse does not count against the existence of God.
Richard offers a three-level argument why multiple universes do not count against the existence of God. First, a multiverse is more complicated than a single universe and therefore less likely. Second, to generate universes, a multiverse also must be fine-tuned. Third, if a multiverse really exists, well, such vast diversity would reflect the cosmic creativity of a supreme being. Coherent, yes. Intriguing, sure. But a multiverse would need far less fine-tuning than would a single universe. Because a multiverse's only need would be do everything. So, while I agree that a multiverse would not erase the possibility of God, it would reduce the probability of God. I'd like to test this idea with a believer who is a scientist. I go to Cambridge to meet a priest with a doctorate in physics, Rodney Holder. Rodney, let's assess whether the universe is in fact fine-tuned. And there are two arguments against that. Mm -hmm. One says that the tests that we're using now, varying one variable, mm -hmm. is not the way to do it. Mm -hmm. You need to vary multiple variables at the same time. And if you do that, that the universe can look a lot less tuned. Well, you could vary them all in the same proportion, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> so you can, it, it, you, you can maybe expand the range of universes that look as though they're set up f for life. So, yeah, you're right. I think what that does, at best, is, is increase the, uh, the proportion of universes that, are, that, are, that would end up okay. being fine-tuned. Fair enough. The, the next critique says that uh, we're defining life as, as we are. Mm. And it could be that there's other kinds of life that would be selected for or generated by a different kind of universe. And if we don't know a different kind of life, we, we can't assess that possibility. Yeah. I, I think when we're talking about the fine-tuning, we're talking about the idea of anything complex at all coming into existence. I mean, if you change these parameters, you get... You know, all the, all the hydrogen turned into helium in the mm. first fraction of a you know minute or so of the uh, of the big bang you get no carbon carbon is a very stable element for long chain molecules and so on but if you take sort of the initial balance of expansion and contraction you know the mean density of stuff in the universe has to be right to about one part in 10 to the 60 if you change it outside that range what you get is a universe that either collapses too quickly for anything to happen at all or expands too fast for anything to happen at all so there's very little chance of life in those kinds of, of universe i mean we can certainly imagine other forms of life but these require some kind of complexity so now we have at least an assessment of what fine-tuning means mm. and and of course, the alternative explanation to a designer are multiple universes. Yeah, that's right. I think pretty much if you're in the atheist camp, you're virtually driven to this, this alternative of, of, of some kind of multiverse. Now, it seems to me there are a lot of problems with that, not least the fact that we could never uh, observe other universes. Well, you would admit that if you only have one universe and the constants really are fine-tuned, that's a bigger problem. So multiverse reduces the need for God. Would you not admit that? I would agree that it's an alternative explanation and, and that the fine-tuning demands some kind of explanation. Uh, and so, therefore, I would see that the multiverse as a possible explanation. I just don't think that it's as viable as God. I, 
and, and your opinion is fine, but, but what yeah. I'm saying is a simpler issue, that the multiverse, uh, in a multiverse, the need for God would be less than if we had a single universe truly fine-tuned. I think that's correct, okay. yeah. But you would then go further and say, mm. e even if, if the need for God is reduced, it, it's still there. Yeah, exactly, because you still have to ask these meta-questions. Why this multiverse uh, and not another multiverse? Why is there a multiverse at all? Why is there anything, something rather than nothing? Rodney admits that a multiverse weakens his God argument. He still believes in God, of course, and asserts that the evidential weight of fine-tuning tilts towards God. No getting around it, fine-tuning is a problem. And it can be solved in only three ways. God, multiverse, necessary law. The three solutions compete. I go to London to meet a distinguished physicist who believes in realities beyond the physical, but who rejects traditional categories. Christopher Isham. It looks as if the world was fine-tuned so that carbon life could exist. Now, what could you read into that as a scientist? You might try to develop, I suppose, a theory of possible worlds. Uh, by possible worlds, I mean worlds with the same physical laws as we have, but different values of the fundamental constants. And maybe you could cook up some probabilistic theory about the different possible worlds. And maybe you could argue for some reason, uh, some mathematical equations you could write down, which would peak up around our actual world. That's possible. The trouble with that sort of thing is it already presupposes that the worlds we're talking about are worlds like this. Because the other possible worlds where you don't have laws of physics at all. It's not our laws of physics. So I don't really see how in any genuine sense a physicist can answer this question. It's like asking why does the world exist? I mean, that's not really a job for scientists. If you ask me, do I believe there's some religious significance to this, that's a different question. But is that one you're asking me or are you asking me as a question as a scientist? I'm asking you as both, uh, from a religious point of view. Uh, does that, would that increase your uh, confidence and not prove that there is some, uh, some intelligent um, uh, underpinning to the universe? I mean, the argument from design, as it's called. Um, no, it wouldn't, is the answer. <laughs> not really. I don't know why the world exists. I don't actually believe anybody can give an answer. Uh, you might say it's because of a self-sufficient being. What does it mean to be a self-sufficient being? It's a bit tautological, actually. Well, in terms of the fine-tuning problem, I, I think there are, are three kinds of explanations. One is the theological explanation uh, that there's a designer. Secondly, is that when we study in depth the deep laws of physics, ultimately there will be a mathematical coherence to it that could only be that one way. Third, as you've said, are these possible worlds, so-called multiple universes, where if you have enough of them, then uh, one or more of those would be places where you'd have just the right constants to have us. This thing about multiple universes is very interesting. But see, that's making this curious assumption people do about probabilities, that if you have different probabilities for something, somehow different possibilities must exist. You don't believe that. If, I, if, if we throw a dice, or die, I should say, we, we toss it. We say there's a probability one in six that three comes up. You don't actually be therefore number four, five, and six exist in some other universe. Not normally. You simply mean there's a probability of... Yeah. So <laughs> I don't actually see why anyone would have to invoke a multi-universe picture just because I said there's a probabilistic distribution of initial values. This tendency to reify things. It's one of the great sins of the human race, actually. You have to say it's out there in the world. Mm. rather than accepting the concept. concepts are inside ourselves, they're our creation, right? But if you eliminate the, the, the real 
uh, existence of multiple universes, mm. you are almost stuck with some sort of an intelligent ground of being okay. in the universe. Well, yeah, I think that's correct, actually. What do you think? So I'm stuck with two, uh, m multiple universes or some sort of intelligent ground of being or designer or some kind. Or some marvelous big bang, other universes uh, produced. All I mean by that actually is regions of space and time that are not causally connected to us. Yes. And that's, of course, technically quite possible. Mm -hmm. And then you would say, I suppose, the anthropic principle would come in. You say, of course, we live in the one where we're living because where else could we live? I mean, obviously that's true in one sense, isn't it? Although even that is saying, given that the world exists, it has to be the way it is because we see it. It does not, of course, address the question of why does the world exist? That's interesting to know. It doesn't do that at all. Fine-tuning is real. Vary the physical constants or the initial conditions of the universe and no galaxies, no stars, no planets, no people. Why? Why does the universe appear to be fine-tuned? Three explanations. One, the laws of physics can be only one way, and fortunately, they favor human life. Two, multiple universes. Given infinite universes, every possibility will be realized, including human life. Three, a rational intelligence designed the universe. Most physicists have little hope for one. It's not likely that physics can be only one way. But even if true, why would that one way be just right for human life? As for two, multiple universes chill, which is not to say they don't exist. As for three, a rational intelligence, it would take a longer leap to reach a personal god. Of only this am I sure. Fine-tuning brings us closer to truth. To watch complete conversations with over 100 of the world's leading thinkers on cosmos, consciousness, and meaning, visit our website, closertotruth.com.